So nobody wants to feel pain. Why the fuck would you want to do that, right? We spend zillions of dollars a year on, you know, quashing feeling. I do not want to feel as if it's not normal, as if our system isn't set up for pain. And in fact, the very fact that we can feel it actually ignites us to get it fixed. If I can't feel the pain, if I'm numb, then I'm just going to let the pain rule me and eventually devour me and then it's just over. Hey everyone. Now listen, I'm not a masochist or sadist in any way, but the more I understand the mechanism of this body through um, plant medicines, through basically having layers removed and removed because I was so numb for so long, like numbed out that I realize, and again, it happened because of trauma. And I'm sure if you're numbed out, it's because of your trauma, right? That's the only way to survive. If you're, you know, if you're newly born, you, you, you don't have a lot of tools, right? So you can just use whatever you can. And in the way evolution works, it's like, okay, I'm just going to numb this. I can't handle right? But we have to feel the pain. This is where our liberation is. This is where our healing is. You know, to just get over the counter medication to stop the pain is not going to heal it. Or some, you know, medicine that's just going to basically mitigate, you know, a Band-Aid. It's not going to heal it. There's actually tons of teaching in the pain. That sounds awful. I mean, why would I say that? Because it's true. We're built, we have 14 billion years of evolution here. It's here for a reason. Now, listen, I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't take pain medication if you've, you know, whatever for hospital. I'm not saying, no, no. I'm just saying emotional pain. I'm all for painkillers, for God's sake. You know, I wanted every drug on the earth when I gave birth, for God's sake. I'm like, natural, forget that. Give me everything you've got in the house. But I'm talking about emotional pain. The pain that's held within us through trauma. So why we don't heal it is because you don't want to fix it because it's too painful. And there's no one out here. There's no ape saying, oh, I'm going to help you through that. They can't. They won't be able to. Yes, they can hold my hand. But, you know, you're never going to go in there unless there's a, you know, you have a great ally, which is why the plant spirits are fabulous. Also, there's also so much understanding. So one of the amazing things about going into the pain, and again, it's not biblical or whatever. It's just, it's just, it's all fucking nature. It's just nature. I was listening to somebody who said something very interesting, you know. Originally, when there were just tribes, we were very animistic, right? We were connected to nature. You know, a few hundred people you can, or a hundred people in a tribe, you know. You know what's going on. There's a lot of gossip, you know. Everybody knows what's, everybody's in everybody's business, right? You didn't need you know, some multi-universe guy, right, who sees you all the time because you're in a village. Everybody's going to, you know. The minute you got really big, suddenly there was the invention of some guy that saw everything. Why? Because it's kind of monitoring everything. Oh, you know, you can't, if you're bad, you know, someone sees you from the sky and all this bullshit, right? Everything is about power and monitoring and resources and who's going to survive. And that's it. That's what every myth is built on. Now, if you do plant medicines you realize, oh my God, there are spirits in the plants, right? The whole world is full of like animus, spirit, aliveness. Everything that's here is alive in some way. 
whether it's a rock or you or the, you know, the barista at Starbucks, everyone has a spirit. And there's information, like in the plant medicines, right? They can help you. They can heal you. In other words, you have to, brave, to be brave enough to not be numb. Now, here's the... And also, even, the, you know, all these sort of religious, you know, doctrines have a lot of truth to them, you know? If there wasn't some over, you know, arching ape, you know, who owns everything. Like, you know, yeah, the lotus flower, which is part of the Buddhism, you know, myth or used as a symbol, you know, grows in shit, right? It comes out of the shit. Yeah. So there's a lot to learn from shit. <laughs> there's a lot to learn from the dark. Right? If you're willing to go in. And it's always, you've got, you know, you've got to keep growing to the next level of you, whatever that is. It's always a growth to the next level of you, an awakening to the next level of you. It's endless. I think this is endless here. Who do I, what do I know? I'm just a whatever. A crazy woman on, you know, on the Upper East Side, <laughs> right? Again, this is all on my little tiny, little tiny, I feel like I'm a, a penguin on a little tiny melting piece of like ice just floating around. Right? It's endless learning. And going into the dark is, you know, fucking awful. But it gets less awful the more you go in. For me, it's like one of the worst, I mean, apart from going and seeing it all, is like, oh my God, how could somebody as a parent be so horrible? I was like, what? How could you do that? How could you let your daughter be a sexually abused woman? How could you, and how could I live in that contradiction? How could I live and agree to this? That was my darkness, whatever your darkness is, right? <coughs> We don't want to be nature. Oh, no. Technology rules the day. I do not want to be nature. Because I don't know what nature is. Because I'm so separate from it. It scares me, right? I remember, you know, coming back from the first ayahuasca ceremony here in New York. Thinking, oh, this is it, you know, <laughs> five years ago. Ego-driven ego wasn't the word. Oh, God, look at me. I did this. And, and I thought, oh, great, I'm back. You know, I did it. And then I'm sitting on the, my cushion going to meditate and I'm turning into different animals. That's nature. And I called up. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on a horse in my living room. Hundreds of Indians. To protect me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'd be in a psych ward right now if I called up a dog. Could you imagine? Excuse me. I'm on a horse right now, and there's like a thousand Indians around me. Like, uh, you think you can give me some ideas, some advice? Right? So I didn't call a, a psych. I just called a, a shaman. He's like, oh, yeah, well, it's all right, Maria. It's just, you know, it's the medicine. The medicine is working. Aren't you lucky? Connection to nature. So we've evolved from, you know, tribes to massive, you know, seven billion of us here right now, right? You need some overarching thing that regulates, Right? So why not a man who knows everything that sees you from the sky and all that stuff, whatever, story, great stories. 
we have the the burn within us to or the yearn you know to fuck and to conquer that's just it's part of who we are okay what are the two things that you do in, in a monastic setting you're not allowed to fuck and you're not allowed to own anything right we're always trying to tamper our passions and our truths and our nature right i mean believe you me in meditation in the ayahuasca yeah you can't fuck beforehand for two weeks you can't have sex because of the interaction of energies of someone else right but it doesn't say you can't be human this is what you need to do the medicine if you want to connect to the medicine if you need to be a channel for the medicine if you can you know if you need to clean out so the medicine can come in and give you all the information And yes, if, you know, when I was meditating, the more you clean out your system, the more energy you maintain within you, right? The less energy you're hemorrhaging, whether it's mixing it with another person or, you know, not having, you know, not putting it all towards, you know, conquering the world. Well, you kind of, you kind of like accumulate energy, which is why I had this very big opening after 13 and a half years, because I just, I wasn't hemorrhaging energy everywhere, right? Or mixing it and again I'm not against technology I love technology but how can we use it in conjunction with a reconnection to our nature I think one of the things is exactly that when you go back into nature you realize how disconnected you truly are and that's why things frighten you like oh my god I'm on a horse in my living room right? Like more real than real. Or snakes are coming out of me and there's, you know, a Herculean gladiator in front of me, which is 10 foot high with a light sword. It's nature. You're connecting to nature. It's not an Excel sheet. It doesn't end up in a, you know, in some kind of overarching idea. It's just nature. In the same way you can go into a, um, how can you go into a medicine and see the whole fucking continent of you that you've never known? Like, I'm still like in shock. How the fuck did I live with this huge continent of shit and this fantastically shiny over the top person (coughs) and not know? I didn't. So if you're willing to go into the pain and the pain won't last long as long as you're cleansing, right? The idea of going into the pain is to get rid of the pain, right? You get more power back. I think one of, and also, so there are many benefits to opening up the shadow. There are many benefits of opening up the shadow, especially if it's in plants, like in your boga or aya or whatever it is that you do. San Pedro, there's tons of them out there, right? They're allies to help you look at your pain. In this world, most people do not look at their pain. It's like, I don't want to see it. I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to pop a pill. It doesn't exist. Listen, sweetie, as I said, (laughs) even if you can't see it, doesn't mean it's not owning every part of you. Like every part of you. I mean, I was owned, tied up and delivered. I was a perfect package of complete non-existence. Non-existence. Owned Purely by code, purely by terror, 
purely by the predator. I was nowhere to be seen. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like you arrive with all the ingredients to make you and somebody snatches all your ingredients and then uses it for something else, right? Like you have all the potential to blossom into sing and somebody just like, <coughs> says, no, let me just, I'm just going to ransack this whole place and take all the ingredients, which I was supposed to, you know, put together to build this person. I'm just going to take all the ingredients and remix it for my own consumption. I'm still in shock. Like how the fuck? could I live in so much non-existence? Like, what the fuck? How can an energy just take you over? Because it can. So, so much learning. And if you go in, so it's all the things you agreed to, right? I agreed to be desecrated. I agreed to have my sexuality tampered and disfigured. I agreed to be around you know, to lose all my innocence. I agreed to um, lose all my power. In that state of trauma, I just, because it was so terrifying, I, I was just steamrolled. I mean, I just, it was all just stolen from me, one thing after the other in, the, in that sexual abuse. And by a parent. So where are you going to go if it's not the parent that's looking after you? Where the fuck are you going to go, Right. So now the parent's the predator. It's a wipeout. So there's tons of losses in that place. And you have to look at your own trauma and say, well, what, what did that trauma do to me? What, what did I, what do I need to take back, All right? What, what, what did that steamroll that I need? Like I needed my innocence, didn't have it. I needed my sexuality for me to own it, not for some pervert, didn't have it. I need my power taken from me at an early age. I want it back. My innocence, my power, my sexuality, my trust in the universe and with the one. I want that back. I want everything that was stolen returned. Now, you won't know again until you go into the dark and you face it. And you hopefully go in with an ally, a very powerful ally that will navigate you into these dark waters. <coughs> this is not a solo journey. Possible. And thus the lotus can show up, right? And the darkest, murkiest waters you can belong again to yourself. Um, you can be replanted, refertilized. But you have to go in. Your nature, you can do anything. I realize like in these ceremonies, you think, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. You don't die because your nature, you're massive, you're infinite, you're vast, you're... Even in death, you're still here. <laughs> it's like you're still going to go on. In another form. I mean, I was in a ceremony. I was like a... I was shut, all of me was shut down, but I was like a doll on a conveyor belt. These energetic doctors just moving through me. I'm like, you know, you're just layers of energy. Which can be switched off. Right? They can switch off 
your ego, the, the medicine, ayahuasca, switches off your ego, moves into your shadow, switches off your physicality. I mean, there's a shitload of stuff that can happen in those ceremonies, which shows you you're part of this massive thing <clears throat> that we don't have any connection to. And I think, and again, my little tiny version of the world, according to my little tiny grain of sand, is were we to be more rooted in our nature, we wouldn't be as violent. I don't think so. If we understood our own suffering, our own pain, and if we we're willing to go into it, <clears throat> we might be able to understand other people's pain and suffering. There's certain anchoring and rooting that happens when you're connected to these medicines. It's like, you know there's something bigger. And no, you don't have to wear a funny outfit to get to it. You, don't, you just, when you have access to that thing that's bigger, that's like, you know, you feel like you're just on a, what do you call it? Um, you know, some kind of barbecue rod. I mean, I, I just, you just feel so little. And so at the mercy of this massive thing that you know, you know, has your best interest. Who else would come and, you know, come rescue me on the shores of hell? No one but the medicine. Certainly not going to be some priest in a funny outfit. He's going to sell me some other story that he believes in. And everything we are is belief-based anyway. So we can belong to this bigger cult and we can all work and together and whatever. But in this individual journey of healing... <clears throat> through nature, through plant spirits, through whatever, this na nature, nature, nature has all this information in it that we can access, that can give us information about who we are. There's so much more safety. There's so much more power. I'm going to get so much more power from experiencing this unconditional love it's being brought into these, you know, this past, which is horrific, than sitting across a shrink who's as limited as I am, who has no access to this stuff, right? I mean, this is a vast um, continent of information. I mean, it's an infinite universe of information. Wouldn't that be amazing? You can have access to that and that it can come and help you. So... Numbing the emotional pain only gets you more prison. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, you know, if you have to. I'm not saying anything. You should, everybody should do whatever they want to do. I'm just saying in my experience, <clears throat> every time you go into a ceremony or you go into an altered state or you, you know, release to this incredible medicine and you think you can't take it, you know, I was in a ceremony once where I was just moving. I was being moved around. I mean, just like, I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go. I mean, my whole being was being moved around. And then it ended up in some crescendo, almost like black hole explosion of an exorcism. It was like Indians around me. It was like, I thought I was going to die. Again, you're not going to die. I mean, unless you're with some 
<clears throat> you know, some inexperienced people that are, you know, doing shit with you. That's, I'm just talking about in a regular ceremony with a shipibo, with, you know, people that are well-versed, you know, in the DNA of this medicine. <laughs> it's amazing how much you can tolerate and how much spirit you truly are. Because these things are happening to you, might be happening to you physically, but you can, you're going to get through them. Because you're spirit, you're all of this. And it's an adjustment, you know. If you've lived, certainly like I have, in this very, you know, Western metropolis of, you know, you go to a doctor and you get up and you go to work and you do your thing and everything has to be scientific, then, you know, it's going to shake you to your core because it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, you're being asked to, you know, humble yourself out of everything you've ever known and surrender, surrender to nature. It's no easy task. But in it, you can be healed. You can feel, it's like, you know, you can feel the pain. You can go into the pain. You can see it all. Relive, I mean, again, it's piece, for me, it was piece by piece, right? She wasn't going to dredge everything up. It took me just, you know, two or three years just to really trust the medicine. That was my ego. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this. It's all step by step. I'm going to allow this and I'm going to allow that. Okay, I'll allow this. And it's like you're opening more and more to nature. You're opening your whole being to nature. Right? Until now, you can sit in a ceremony and go, well, whatever. You know, I can see, I can become elephants and aliens and dragons. And I mean, I have... On my back, I have a massive dragon that sounds bizarre, but I do have a huge dark energy still that sits on my back. It's huge. It comes up through ceremonies. And um, I have no problem with it because, you know, I've been seeing it for quite a while. But I know it's got to go. And I know that it belongs to a blockage that I still have to see, which I haven't, you know, allowed myself to see because it's too terrifying. And <coughs> if you look at your trauma, you, you know, you have to, this is very interesting too. There are beliefs, right? Um, very solid beliefs that you got petrified in. And I realize that one of the most difficult beliefs for me to let go of is that I have to save my family. So as a little girl, it was like, if I don't save them, we will die. I have to be sent out to be sexually abused because if that doesn't happen, we will die. Like there will be no food on the table. That's sort of, I have this so, so when that meteor hits, that trauma hits you, or that moment happens, whatever they do, they hit you, whatever, however you're traumatized by that person, the most, there's a belief around what happened. So <coughs> for me to leave 
means there's no longer an emergency. Now, you can say it like, hey, I'm here. You know, that happened, whatever, 100 years ago? I can see around me that there's no emergency. You know, I can go to work and make a buck and stuff, you know? You know, I might become a, a, a sheep herder. Why not? But somewhere in my system, there's still a very big belief. And it's holding on. Because you have to, listen, the bottom line is you have to die. I'm going to have to go into the ceremony and die. I know that. I mean, I don't mean literally. I mean figuratively, right? I have to give it all up. The story, them, everything, right? There, But there is a piece which I know, which is this sort of like, this thing that's stuck, right, from that thing. And the stuckness is, oh my God, we're going to die. Right? You cannot... I mean, I you know, when I was growing up, I was always on the verge of death. Like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. You cannot... Um, if you're in that much panic on arrival... Um, it's an overwhelm. You know, it's like, it's just an overwhelm. It's like, again, it's a hundred foot wave coming down on you. We're going to die. I'm going to die. It's like the first code. Like, you're not supposed to be thinking about death on arrival. You're supposed to be thinking about arrival, right? It's like, right? But that death was imminent on arrival. I'm going to die. We're going to die. I'll do whatever. You know, I'm being out to be abused. Okay. I'm going to shut it all down. I need to survive. I have to believe that it's okay, that it's safe. It's like, you know, um, running around in a, in a field in Vietnam thinking, you know, the war's been over, what, since the 60s, right? But you're still running around in a camouflage outfit thinking the war's still on. Your brain clicked at that point. Your brain went, it just got frozen there. Like, you know, the switch got stuck. The switch got stuck there. I'm going to die now. Everything I do has to be because I'm on the verge of death. And I must be because I'm being sent out to be abused, right? So I remember when I was a little girl, I would never go out on a play date because I thought I would die on my play date friends. Right? I didn't know what it all meant. But again, so that emergency has this like massive energetic put hold on me so that's why it's absolutely essential when I go into ceremony next time I go in and I'll see what it is that's blocking and I suspect it's what happened in these you know horrific situations when I was a child but there is a belief that if I 
if I see what I need to see, I will die, we will die, I am responsible for everybody in this home. Me, my brother, my mother, my father. Which is insane, I'm four, right? But again, these are things that have to be addressed. Your trauma will leave, your trauma is only a trauma or stuck or frozen because there is a belief that you immediately um, believed early on. You're little. So if you go up to the frontiers of your trauma and you say, I'm going to go in there and face it, you're really trying to get that switch turned on again, right? You're trying to get that switch to move. So you can, and in a way, you know, that's what they say in ceremony, you have to die, right? So if you're built out of all those ingredients, then you're going to let all those ingredients go. But those ingredients or that belief is the thing that's held you together for the last, for me, 61 years, right? I was made out of all that trauma. I was built. It's like being built out of, you know, crappy building blocks, which are all broken and charred and bad and, right? There's something in my system that was on high alert that blocked to make sure that I would survive, that believed, and it was true, we were in an emergency, but I was four, I wasn't 21, right? And something did actually happen. I was actually sent out to be abused. So my whole system, your whole code is built on that trauma if it's severe. And energetically, in ceremonies, I have a massive dragon on my back, right? I mean, it literally, it's huge. It's the energy of that terror. It's all on my back, right? And you will see if you go into these ceremonies that your energy sits some is lodged somewhere in your body, your trauma. Right? It's energetic. It's in your system. It's in every cell of your being. <coughs> but it finds its home somewhere in particular. In me is the lock. I've had pieces of this lock removed unblocked, unblocked. The next piece is the complete and utter death, which means here it is, here you are, underground or whatever. I don't know what it's going to be. I suspect it's going to be either the moment it happened or something. I, I, I don't know. I'm not medicine, right? But there's a belief, if I don't do this, if I don't agree to the code, I will, we will, I not only will I die, we will all die, and therefore I'm responsible for the death of everyone. Now that's insane, right? It's like, Marie, what are you crazy? What are you talking about? That's how you're trapped in trauma. Your whole world literally shrinks. It's literally like a meteor hitting the earth. You are, that's it, it's over. You are one. Somebody says something interesting. It takes two minutes to break something and a lifetime to fix it. They're so right. One event can literally shut you down. 
especially if you're a child. So there are all these, um, they're almost like, uh, what's the word? These vaults, they're just held. I mean, there's this thing, there's this lock, that's the best word, lock. That's what it feels like when you're vomiting in, in the ceremony. It's like a lock. It feels like this big old rusty lock that's been opened and it's just so fucking painful physically because you've been holding on to that lock like you're never going to release it because your whole fucking life depends on it. So... You are going in to see the thing that made you believe that this was how you needed to live. Right? So you're going in with the medicine. The medicine's only taking you where you can go. You're not going anywhere. People say, oh, what if I have a nervous break? No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You don't control anything the medicine does. The medicine knows how much you can take. And that's why it's given to you bit by bit by bit. If you're very strong, it might give it to you immediately. But it's not like, you know, the same medicine for everyone. It's not. Everybody has a, it's a, just, just, we're all made differently, right? We're all unique, which is fabulous. So I recognize, and it's, it's great because it all comes, it comes bubbling up. Like one day you'll be like in a yoga class or you'll be, you know, running an errand or doing the laundry and this, and the thought will just go, oh my God, you're stuck. Oh my God. You have to save everyone. Like, I don't want to save anyone. I don't want to save anyone. <laughs> it's like, I'm four. Why would I want... That's the thing, right? In that little brain, you're just like, you're just seeing the fucking glacier collapse on you and you're making assumptions that you have no idea what's going on. You're little. So the assumption that I came to was, I'm being sent out to be sexually abused. I'm, he must have said to me, like, you know, if you don't do this, we die or something. I'm sure he did, no doubt about it. He was such a creep. And my mother was an infantilized wife, you know, might as well have been another child, right? So he ran the show. So I'm sure he said, like, you know, take one for the team. If you don't, we die, I'm sure. Right, so you, I took on this whole, it wasn't my responsibility, Fuck them, right? But my little person, your little boy or girl, is frozen and terrified of, oh, my God, if I leave all of this, if I let anyone down here, I'm responsible for everyone. I remember actually as a child, you know, <clears throat> that I would, you know, I might get really angry and I'd think about, I want to fucking kill this guy. And I immediately, it's almost like a ping pong. It would go to him. <coughs> and then the feeling would be like, no, I need to be disappeared, not him. It's like, it was never his responsibility. It's insane, right? The fucking creep show. Let's come back to me. He couldn't take any responsibility for the shit that he caused everybody. We were protecting him. 
So, again, the lesson is the pain is the lesson. Going into that dark is the lesson. And if we all have a shadow, which of course we do somewhere, somehow, for the most part, right? It doesn't have to be extreme, but we all are carrying something. If it's not now, it's intergenerational. If we were all to just go into our own pain and recognize our own nature and work with nature, in a way reconnecting, um, we get a better under we can I get a better understanding of you if I have a better understanding of me, right? I can empathize with you if I can understand how I've been built. And I understand how I built through nature. Now there is the arrival of like we're all one and therefore you have to, you know, there's forgiveness. I'm not there yet because there's still more of me to, you know, to unlock. I can't I'm not going to pretend a feeling that isn't there. That's just not part of how this works. You have to be fearless, honest, you know, fearlessly honest. You know, do not spiritual bypass and pretend, you know, nature doesn't work like that. I mean, it's the sewer and, you know, and the, the heavens above. Nature is everything. It's the absolute joy of aliveness and it's the absolute hell of, you know, the horror that we do to it. It's everything. So there's no like, oh, we're just going to make the world nice. And no. The na- nature challenges you. Can you see this? Can you go in here and see this? Are you willing to be nature? You know, especially for a little scaredy cat like me, it's like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I mean, I was, I'm scared of everything, right? I'm like the biggest wimp, actually. And that's really why I got chosen to go through this hell, because I'm such a wimp. I'm so like, well, I'm scared of everything, right? Perhaps that was my teaching is courage. But the, the, what I can tell you is if you go into these states, um, you'll survive them and you'll grow from them. And you're going to, you know, feel things you've never felt and get information you could never get and, you know, and grow, you know, somebody was saying, you know, it's true, you know, for each level of you, it requires a new you, <clears throat> right? If you want to grow, for each level of you requires a new you. Constant growth. Understanding. And love. The medicine comes with more love than the whole infinite universe. One of the the massive missing ingredients of trauma is love, 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 love. I mean, real love, like someone sees you, attends to you, feels you, gets you. I mean, I was waiting with my little suitcase on the shore of like, you know, zombie island waiting for somebody to show up. The first ceremony, she she GPSed me when I was three. Wow. A research and rescue team, the Navy SEALs of the medicine, the ayahuasca. But you've got to want to go in and, and you've got to have the courage to go in and, you know, you're going to have to, like, find it. I have someone who's like, you know, I don't know if I should do it. It's like, just, you know, you can't, you've got to want it. That's what, somebody's talking about it's so true. It's like, you may not see 
there are things that you are going to resolve in life that you can't see now. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into. I just needed, knew I had to get this thing resolved, whatever it was. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it looked like. But I had to resolve something that was really wrong. I mean, I couldn't, I knew something was really wrong. I had terrible relationships and I wasn't happy at work. It was just something that was, I couldn't see it because I was owned by it, right? But I knew, but I didn't stop the pursuit. So you may not have the end result, but you have to have faith in the possibility of a resolution. That's it. You have to have faith in the possibility of a revolution. And and that's what you get. You've got to really want to go in. You won't know what it's going to look like. And you won't... I don't, I don't know how I got here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You just... I just knew that I had to fix this thing, which I couldn't... I didn't know what it was. Something was terribly wrong. And I just, my feeling was I just wanted to go home. Why would I be having that feeling? I want to be home. It was so weird, right? Well, because I had no home. I didn't know that, right? So I didn't know what the solution was. You won't know what your solution is. Or perhaps you will. But it doesn't matter. Because actually the solution is in the problem, right? I need to fix this somehow. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And somehow the universe shows up. I mean, for me, it took, you know, 13 and a half years of meditation to even get to an understanding. That's what, that's what my journey was, right? Because I was deeply, deeply severed. And, you know, the funniest thing was when I left for America when I was 18, 19, 20, 20 something, 21. The thing, the, and I didn't know he was the predator was at the time. I didn't know that my dad was a predator. I, I had no idea. I'd so severed. And the thing he said to me before he left, he asked me this question. I remember standing on the street, this big trunk, you know, I was leaving. And he said to me, you're not coming back, are you? You're never coming back. I didn't know what he meant. It was so weird. I, I had no idea. He knew I was leaving because of the horror that had happened. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was on. I was on a mission. I was going to go to America. I was going to go conquer the world. I was going to. I was on a mission to become something. Right. I was actually going into exile. I didn't know it at the time. I was getting the fuck out of there. In my mind, I was going to go and conquer the world and make this family work and I was going to become someone. And I was actually going into exile. I was actually leaving so I could actually heal. I could find freedom. Of course, I never found freedom because I was still stuck with the same severing. I was still 10,000 leagues away from my truth. But he knew. And I did not, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> so there is a solution in the problem and you're going to get there. 
if you really want to solve the problem. Some people don't. They say they do, but they don't. Like, yeah, oh, I want to, you know. And you can't do it for anyone, right? You can listen to this podcast and go, yeah, great. I'm not, you know. It doesn't matter, you know. This thing is huge anyway, so, you know, my little tiny... <coughs> my little tiny, you know, chat is just my own thing talking about this crazy place that showed up for me. You know, I don't get to be, you know, a rock star or I don't get to be anything. I don't get the house in Malibu because I know. I just get the freedom of knowing, right? I don't get, like, my yacht in the south of France because I've uncovered all of this. No, I just get me back. I get to get more consciousness back. I get my network back. I don't have to, you know, you know, live. I don't have to bang at the walls every day trying to know, like, what's wrong? I can't see it. It's like the problem is right there, but you cannot see it. That's what you get. There's no, like, prize here. There's no, like, I'm going to go to Disneyland. It's a... No, it's like, fuck. You get to get your network back on. And you get to be here. That's all. You get to, like, not do what you don't want to do. You don't, you know, don't fucking like that person. Fuck off, right? You get to have sovereignty of you. You, you actually begin to exist again. You exist. You're not being held prisoner by a horrific tragedy. It's a tragedy. Any kind of... Injury to a child is a tragedy. Poor little munchkins. So, you know, with me, it was like, I have to become someone, I have to become someone, I'm going to get a, you know, gives a shit. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. It doesn't matter how much money you make, how much, you know. None of it matters if you have no sovereignty over yourself. If you're, you know, blacked out by terror. And how does this process work? I don't know, you, you see it as you go along, you know, you're just like, yeah, all right, next, next, next. And you just keep sitting and trusting and surrendering, you know, and you're just going to like watching the grass grow. It'll just happen in these little tiny increments. And then one day you're like, oh my God, I try to say, you know, you just like, get these realizations as the cleansing continues to work. Oh my God, I was trying to save them this whole time. Fuck, right? They're these little like, bubbles that come up to the surface packed with like the most powerful information that you there's a recognition I don't get much else that the prize the grail the holy grail is you know I had no idea and once you know you can expel right and once you expel you have more of your real estate back. Like, you know, I was living in a tiny hole in the ground when, in fact, I had a whole continent that was mine that was stolen by an invader. Again, I talk about it very simply. It's a very... It's literally like having a whole bunch of wires in a massive closet that each one, like, you know, <clears throat> when they say the, bot, the guy that has to detonate the bomb, each one has to be... Very carefully detonated. There's hundreds of these wires that you've built, that you've believed. Each one has a huge belief, a feeling, a story, a terror in it. And there's hundreds of these things. And she literally detonates you piece by piece. 
you know, you could easily just explode. You'd have a psychotic break if you had all this information at once. Medicine knows what you're capable of. I don't know how, don't even ask me, I have no idea. But it, this, it's nature, it knows, your nature. It understands you. No other rape with its limitations, it's nature. So, you know, you get, you surface. That's it. I, you surface. You're like, ugh, the lights are switched on. Oh my God. You know, this is every, all the reason for everything was this horrible thing, this horrible person. I get it. I understand it. And of course, there's sadness and there's disappointment. For me, the greatest disappointment is like, huh? You know, that was my parent. What? He did that? And I made him into this guy? I mean, how could I have done that? Like, my poor little munchkin. Poor sweetheart. I feel bad for my little munchkin. Right? Who had to endure that horror because of that evil. And, you know, don't outdo the process. The process will show you what's next, right? Oh, I want to forgive. I, you know... I don't know if that's in the cards anytime soon, right? Or ever. Or perhaps it's tomorrow. I don't know. But the, the, the thing about this is you've got to lose your ape ego shit. Like, I know it all. I don't. I have no idea. I'm a machine I don't understand. I've seen that in ceremonies. I'm like, I'm being operated on right now in a ceremony. Okay, I didn't like that this could happen. Right? You've got to go to that fantastic Zen saying, is don't know mind don't know today I don't know and then the, me- the medicine gives you something else it's like the more you take out of the storage the more space there is right so <clears throat> if you've had all these beliefs because of trauma then your storage is shut down the more you take out of the storage the more space you have all these limitations of who we are look at you know we're evolution <coughs> you've gone through millions of iterations to get to this it's just another iteration of evolution it doesn't stay like this we want little microscopic things in the water you know now we're like hands legs brains prada outfits you know so if you're willing to just release your knowing doesn't mean you go around like some you know some you know provincial dodo no you just i don't know i haven't got a clue oh no perhaps i won't know but i'm willing to surrender to get to know And in that surrender, nature shows up and gives you a little education and healing. So don't assume anything on this. Assume nothing. I'm only talking about a journey I can look back on. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm no fucking clue. I don't know what the next thing is for this medicine. I mean, I think I'm going to go to this medicine and have all this stuff, you know, but it might be completely different. I don't know. Perhaps I could be... Taken to another... I have no idea. I just know what today is. I can look back and look at the path that's been trodden. I don't know what the path is tomorrow. That's your most powerful place. Your vulnerability. Your willingness to surrender. And in trauma, it's very difficult. You don't want to surrender. You're terrified. You've built 10,000 ramparts and castles. And Look, this is me. Can't you see? This is me. I've got my... I've got everything under control. And in in this healing, it's like, you have no control. You just show up to the medicine. 
and ask, ask to be healed and ask to be guided. And then you go from there. The medicine will take you, but you have to be willing to give yourself up completely. No easy task. And you will fight it. And you may fight it until you give up or you might fight it until she wins and then you're ready to go. There is no outcome. No known outcome. The outcome is whatever the outcome is. For you, for anybody listening to this, it's not the outcome I had. I'm just telling you what happened to me when I surrendered to the medicine. The miracles, really, of surrendering. I could still die tomorrow. I don't know. I think one of the most powerful healing is that you no longer rely on the limitations of another ape. Another ape cannot give me security. This medicine gives, anchors me in safety. It's bigger than me. It knows me, right? It'll know you. It's, it's everywhere. It's your guide home. You can love another person. You can do many things to another person. But this medicine, there's like this unbelievable connection and trust. It's this huge, monumental thing that's everywhere and everything. And that connection to this thing is it roots you in your nature. It roots you in your connection to nature, in the connection to yourself. I mean, you're still going to be a human. You're still going to run around and poop and go to dinner and, you know, have fantasies about this person or whatever. It's all the same shit. But in that place where you're scared, in that place where you don't know, you root. There's this wonderful sense of rooting. I mean, of course you can be scared, but you can always come back to that. You know that it's... I think one of the greatest issues of childhood, if there's a trauma, is you don't have parent. There's no root. There's no, there's no one you can trust. If you've been injured by a parent, it's like you've lost your trust in the world, in nature, in yourself. And in this medicine, you root with the medicine. I see myself in, in one of the ceremonies in a plait, you know, like hair plait, like I'm intertwined, like DNA with the medicine so beautiful there's a sense of safety there's a sense of just kind of this inordinate love and yeah I'm still human I still worry I still panic I still whatever but there's an anchor I suppose that's it I think that's one of the things when you're if it happens specifically if you're a child you've lost your anchor you that you've you've been robbed of your life by your own parent that's a pretty difficult thing to entertain So all of this is really, it's piercing everything. You're, you become rubble. Everything you've built is basically blown up. And I, I think about it like, you know, in the, in the chocolate, you know, that delicious bit in the middle that's delicious and sweet and sticky. It kind of like oozes out. That's, that's what happens, you know. It takes down all the chocolate and you just ooze out. You know, the sewer comes out, you come out. Right? You all come out of this like, packed 
almost like a bomb, right? You just it just gets blown up and it all comes out. The sewer, your feelings, you, your te- everything is just like it just surfaces. It's all dredged up. And when it's dredged up, that's when you begin to flower. Your little lotus flower begins to flower. Up out of that murky, shitty sewer is your beautiful soul. That is the gift.